Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 11. It's General's Orders time. Usual host David is not here, his computer has been red flagged, um, but I'm here instead. My name is Joe and I'm here to find out what FPL General's Orders are for the week. Mark, aka The General, how are you? Good to be back recording with you, Joe. I think it was uh, Game Week, just before Game Week 1 when we did our last video, we yes. had a big Brighton discussion Matoma versus Joe Pedro. Yeah. And uh, Joe Pedro didn't go too well for me, but I think long term it worked out okay with uh, yeah. being able to have a 3-4-3 and having Watkins and Alvarez. So it's it swings and roundabouts. But uh, yeah, good to be back and looking forward to game week 11 because game week 10 was not a good one. No, definitely. Yeah, I remember that time I got Pedro in as well. Um, I got rid of him after two or three weeks, but um, I got Ferguson in briefly and then he's bounced around, wildcarded since, forgotten who else is come in there so oh no Watkins Watkins is now my second um striker um but yeah your transfer uh, yeah your transfer for Evan, Evan Ferguson was certainly a lot more productive than a transfer for Nicholas Jackson like uh, like a lot of us did well that's I mean that's one thing I mean we we'll probably talk about this touch on this as amongst your general's orders um uh later in in about sort of you've got to sort of play your own game and not listen to others so those that perhaps listen to others and get Harland out who aren't mentally geared up for going without Haaland um, they probably come a bit of a cropper because they've suddenly got that realised that Haaland's facing Bournemouth and there could be some problems there for them if they've got that fear um, and so yeah I had the same thing with Jackson I saw everyone getting Jackson and I but I didn't have the fear about Jackson I do with Haaland but not with Jackson and I uh, just thought oh, I'll go for the Bryant guy um, but yeah it's uh, yeah, nice move. interesting decisions to make. Um, welcome those that have joined us in the live chat early. Do remember to press that like button and do remember to subscribe. Uh, Brian, Omar, John, Jack, um, Aswini um, and many more. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, do tell your friends to come and join us. Uh, we've got an hour for over lunchtime to discuss uh, Mark's plans and how he got on in the week. Um, shall, we, shall we start with your game week? Um, which you... Well, I possibly don't want to linger on too long. Let's but, get it over and done okay. quickly. Yeah. We'll put your, your, your game week uh, 10 team up. So you've, you've got a red arrow this week. You're down to 541k. Um, who, who, who returned, who didn't return? And um, I can see lots of noughts in this team. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, it was, you know, it was a good couple of weeks going into game week 10. I was feeling quite confident. The team was very well set up. I felt it was nowhere near needing a wild card or there was no desire to play one ended up kind of prioritizing two weeks ago just getting Salah in for the captaincy which which went okay 
Um, overall, just for, for the audio listeners as well, uh, I'll just read through the team. Johnson with a one-pointer, Trippier with zero, Gabriel with a zero. Almost got the triple zeros in defence, but thankfully yeah. Matty Cash came in with five. Gordon with two, Madison six, Captain Salah for 16, Bowen with two, Alvarez two, Haaland 16, and Watkins with two. So overall, captaincy was okay. Haaland did the business. Mm-hmm. Cash got the clean sheet, thankfully, before Aston Villa conceded. Madison got the assist for the own goal. And apart from that, it was diddly squat. The Newcastle guys let me down. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were looked quite jaded in that. Wolves game, so I've got slight concerns over that double up now ahead of Arsenal. Johnson Blank, that was fine. He's got good fixtures coming up now, so I'm, I'm actually quite confident owning Johnston against the Ariola owners. I'm hoping that Johnston will outscore him over the next four or five game weeks. Cash is fine. Um, and to be honest, I I nearly rage wildcarded um, mm-hmm. Sunday night. I, I gave myself 24 hours, then I gave myself 48 hours, and I'm probably on the, heading towards the 36 hour mark now, and I still haven't uh, still haven't pressed the button. And the closer we get towards the end of the week, it's probably not going to happen. Um, and I think you'll agree, and most people will agree that it probably doesn't need a wild card. But it's um, when you go 220k to 540k, there's always wild card temptation. And when players like Son deliver, Saka deliver, and Bumo deliver, the mm. Abbey deliver, there's always the temptation to go points chasing but that's probably exactly what it is and I probably just got to stick to the plan uh, not panic and probably just keep the wild card for later so interested to hear your thoughts on that yeah no no I I, I mean I, I think before we came on out I, I sort of double checked that you hadn't wild carded because this looks sort of like a wild card team and by wild card team at the moment I think the template to have um, you can have a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2 or sort of optimal at the moment but it's having Haaland and Salah so you've got that choice of captaincy but you've also got two mega hitters as they as they proved um, and approved you know week in week out um, perhaps Salah has overshadowed Haaland a little bit but Haaland's got Bournemouth next and uh, so I think he possibly could out, out, outshadow overshadow Salah but it's those and it, and, and then then it's always other players Watkins Alvarez Bowen Madison Trippier these are all high scoring players and you've got a sprinkling of them but they might be a little bit different to some of the wildcard players so for example I've got Son and not Madison I've got Bowen I've got Saka I haven't got Gordon um, and it's those kinds of changes um, but they're but they're quite minor I do think that Salah and Haaland you probably agree as well I think they're, they're, they're the two big boys to have really basically yeah, I think um, at this stage, you know, I went a long time without Salah, but I'm very much in the Salah camp now. Uh, you know, he kind of forced me into his camp. And I think anyone who is wildcard, you know, last week, this week, next week, you do just build your team around the two big boys. And there's still plenty of scope for getting other good players as well, even, you know, putting a lot of budget on those two. It's, as you say, it's all about captaincy. And it's mm. nice to have two options, two really strong options rather than just one. Um, I guess, again, on the wildcard thoughts, you know, with that, I think that was the first game week where I only managed to get 10 players on the pitch. Mm. So the bench is weak, you know, Gusto, Bayer, Nakamba. And when yeah. Gabriel missed out, that was really, really frustrating. Um, and I was, you know, I've been kind of to and fro on wildcard this week. And one of the comments I seen yesterday, I can't even remember what it was. It was very a very simple comment, but it kind of just brought me back down to earth. And it was just, the comment just said, Mark, if Gabriel started and Jared Bowen scored one of his chances, you would not even be thinking yeah. about a wild card. So yeah. it's very, very fine margins. And um, even if I'm not overly happy with my squad, there's always, you know, I don't take many hits. I've only mm. taken one so far this season, but a hit here and there over the next couple of weeks as well, I think is probably better 
than using the wild card because I always think the wild card is for the unknown as much as anything else and we never know what's in the future in terms of fixture disruption and stuff like that and it, it is always nice to have it and you know going into game week 10 I was feeling like I said very happy very optimistic I felt like my squad was very close to wild card teams uh, and obviously that hasn't changed a week later so I probably um went on tilt for a day or two uh, and thankfully thankfully I just didn't didn't rage wild card yeah, um, the uh, yeah, other point I was going to make is it was a good point with, with Gordon because you mentioned about Newcastle didn't look so good in game week 10. And indeed, game week 11 is possible they may not look good again because they're playing Arsenal. But in game week 12, um, Newcastle face a Bournemouth uh, defence and Bournemouth are basically like a promoted side at the moment in terms of their defence. They're very weak. They're definitely a defence to target. Um, and I was talking to Tom yesterday on our goals imminent video and our team reveal video as well. Um, and he pointed out about, around the fixtures um, that in, ahead of um, game week 12. So they've only got Wilson available up front at the moment with no Isaac, But Anthony Gordon can play a number nine. And for those that have watched that documentary uh, on Amazon about Newcastle, they saw Anthony Gordon as their sort of shining light. Um, they're, they're sort of big buy. Um and and so they really rate him quite highly and he can play in that you know in that forward role so it's highly possible that if wilson is favored for the the european clash for newcastle just before that bournemouth game that gordon could get a run out because wilson seriously is not going to start weekend midweek weekend he's just he can't he can't do that he'll get injured as he does many times but so you could be game week 12 could be amazing for you gordon <laughs> Yeah, that's the tricky one. It feels like uh, I, I'm a new Gordon owner. I only brought him in to facilitate the Salah move mm. uh, two game weeks back. So I, I guess I think I watched 90 minutes of the Newcastle Wolves game and I did feel like Newcastle were looking pretty jaded in the second half. They were kind of hanging on and it, it's the it's all the injuries that concern me and how they're going to manage this. But again, I guess you could look at it on the flip side that it's good for Gordon because he's got no competition. Yeah. You know, Murphy's injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the others are injured. So... He's, he's going to play. He's going to play the important games. He might hopefully get a night off in the Cup Wednesday night. Um, but again, due to necessity, he might he might not. So the, the you know, Trippier and Gordon, if I if I had two free transfers, I'd actually be quite tempted to flip it. Um, yeah. You know, Gordon to a 6.5, which we'll talk about later, okay. uh, and just downgrading Trippier. But we'll come back to that. But overall, yeah, if I can get through this game week, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, game week 12 looks good against Bournemouth for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, also, in game week ten, you suffered humiliation from your son, who is barely one. Um, he beat you. <laughs> How old is he now? Eight months. Eight months. Yeah. So not <laughs> even one. Um, Sonny's Sonny soldiers have. It's 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 never fun to have a bad game week and to you know to fall about three hundred thousand places. Mm-hmm. But it's even worse than just to. To rub salt in the wound, Sonny Soldiers absolutely smashed it this week. Yeah. Uh, this is a team I set up at the start of the season. Uh, he set up, I set up. Between <laughs> us, between us, we we managed this team. The team of Sons, 73 points and a resounding three points for him in the head-to-head this week. Mm-hmm. Someone in the comments a couple of weeks ago suggested Jack Harrison as an option for this Ooh. team. So he was brought in for a six-pointer. Okay. Odson wow. Edward also joined the team yeah. in place of Nicholas Jackson, mm-hmm. who's been a bit of a rotation risk. So the big point scorers for Sonny where it's auto-captain son for him every game week with mm. 20 points Madison with 6 Callum Wilson with the brace yeah. 
Evan Ferguson with an eight-pointer and Patterson, who got a rare start as well, and hopefully he gets more starts with a six-pointer. And he's, he's got the two best goalkeepers, yeah. or the two most expensive goalkeepers, wow. in Ederson and Allison managed to get actually two clean sheets if only we could uh, could benefit from those. So See, overall, the team is... Uh, we, were, we spoke on last week's video with David that the team was struggling defensively and we asked people to suggest um, a few new options and we could maybe bend the rules slightly. Um, players with middle names that have son. So I, okay. I ended up getting quite a few messages. So Ooh. Daniel Johnson Byrne from Newcastle Ooh. is now an option. And uh, Victor Nielsen Lindelof has entered the, the watch list as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's a fun little team. Uh, never never fun to lose, but uh, yeah, they had a big week this week. It's quite a good idea for people to to look at as well because you look at that team. It's a really good team actually. I mean, it's got the sprinkling of the, you know in defence, but it's, but you know Patterson six points, um, and you know it, it it goes against our thinking of having expensive goalkeepers, but it's quite fun. And if you've got Son and Madison there. You, you're going to get constant and Wilson. You're going to get a constant stream of points just from those three alone, as as it proved there, here. There was a lovely period a few weeks ago um, when we managed to have four Tottenham midfielders in this team with Brennan Johnson as well, which wow. which doesn't happen too often. So I'm yeah. keeping a close eye on that situation. Oh, yeah. uh, if, if Brennan Johnson does become first choice, which I think he very well could do, okay. uh, it'll be an easy Richarlison to Brennan Johnson switch okay. at some point. Good stuff. Yeah, this team should march on. Um, before we look at your Game Week 11 team and discuss your, your sort of plans for there, I've got um, something I'm going to pull up on screen, which is the next six fixtures. This is this is my mini Bible when I do live streams so that I can remember who's got good fixtures coming up. And um, so so if you could talk about, oh, recommend, oh, get in a Newcastle player. Oh, no, wait a minute. They, they're playing Arsenal next or but what's handy about this I've, I've sorted this by fixture difficulty and this shows clearly that Brighton and Crystal Palace have the best fixture run over the next six Brighton has Everton Sheffield United Nottingham Forest Chelsea Brentford and Burnley Crystal Palace similarly good Burnley Everton Luton West Ham Burnley uh, sorry Bournemouth that, that Bournemouth defence and then Liverpool gets a bit, bit tight in game week 16 Meanwhile, Liverpool's fixtures, apart from City in game week 13, they're a dream as well. Luton away, then they've got Brentford, and then game week 14, Fulham, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace. Um, the, you know, these are really good fixtures. And apart from Newcastle, Arsenal face Burnley, Brentford, Wolves, Luton, and then Aston Villa in game week 16. It's a lovely run as well. So I guess looking at this, looking at the teams with good fixtures and those with poor fixtures, so for example, Chelsea and Luton, Burn and Bournemouth, they have quite poor fixtures. But looking at those ones with good fixtures, what 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 does this sort of tell you about your team and how you need to improve it? Yeah, so again, I'm like you. Fixture ticker is my bible as well. It's yeah. the first place I go to do to do anything FPL wise. Um, what this tells me straight away, I'm quite happy to have Johnston now as my goalkeeper for the next few mm-hmm. weeks. He's near the top yeah. of the fixture ticker. I don't have any Brighton players and I've been one of those people who's been quite fearful of the Zerbi FPL wise because he does make, you know, five or six changes most weekends. But, you know, Adingra has emerged as a very cheap option. I still really like Matoma as a pick, although I probably still slightly prefer Mbumo and uh, Diaby in that price bracket. Ferguson, your boy, is a very tempting mm-hmm. option. You know, why Welbeck's injured and, and look, just look at the fixtures. But again, it's very hard to lose an Alvarez or a Watkins to get to get an Evan Ferguson. 
I'm a little bit light on Liverpool as well. I've just got Salah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of wildcarders went for Shimakas, and he's actually under consideration this week for me mm-hmm. as, as a transfer, which we'll talk about. And again, looking at the ticker, even though Tottenham are towards the bottom, that doesn't really bother me as a Madison owner. I'm still open uh, to getting Jungman Son back. They're just yeah. a top-class team. I don't really worry about fixtures with them. And Aston Villa are towards the bottom there as well. But short-term, Forest and Fulham, I really like. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even be against you know tripling up. I've got just cash and Watkins at the moment, but I wouldn't be against getting Diaby short-term and then jumping to a Matoma or something like that. So uh, yeah, fixture ticker very handy, and it's uh. It, it always gives me a clear idea of, of, of the next moves that probably need to be made. Yeah, I mean, going, going back to, to Brighton, that, that is a tricky one, obviously, with Deserve, because you're a very similar manager to me. You like players that play, <laughs> that are going to start, are going to get as many minutes as possible. You know, hence your 59th minute podcast is all about that angle, really, is trying to avoid those types of players. Um, like Gabriel? Yeah, like Gabriel. Yeah, because I got Gabriel in game week one and and did not benefit from switching him to Saliba. I forever hate him. <laughs> don't don't want him back in. I'm just burnt by that. So I didn't get burnt for this time. Um, but yeah, Gabriel will be back anyway. That was just a minutes issue. Um, but yeah, with Brighton, um, because of the injuries um, that they do have, and these are quite serious injuries, March out, that does mean that Dingra is number one on the right. And it means he's going to share some minutes with Bonanotte. So that suddenly makes him a really good option now. So he'll either start or he'll pro- he'll get significant minutes every match. Um, Matoma is nailed as well. He It's only very rarely that he'll get benched. And he got benched once this season and he came in with a brace. Um, so it's starting, to, it's starting to look a bit peachier for Brian. So you can get a Matoma, you can get an Adingra, you can get a Ferguson. Ferguson is competing with number nine, really with Pedro, maybe Fatty as well. And so there's two going into three, um, sorry, three players going into two places there. But once again, Welbeck's not there anymore. So that threat lessens. So I think you can, you can dip your toe into Brighton. Yeah. And they're definitely a team that I, you know, if you're ever going to dip your toe into any team, it is Brighton because Mm. they play such exciting attacking football, you know, good attacking underlying numbers. And, you know, being Irish, Ferguson tempts me oh. every week. Uh, you know, I just rate him so highly. Even if even if he's getting 70 minutes, yeah. he can he can get a brace in any game. You know, he is that good. Uh, and again, with Brighton, we're all keeping a close eye on a stupid situation as well because, you know, if people are slightly concerned about Gabriel now, if they've got other defensive issues, a stupid in around 5 million, I think, with those fixtures, we would love him to be fit yeah. because we know what he can do from, from earlier in the season. So keeping a very close eye on that this week as well. Yeah. Um, the stupid situation is that he is um, back in training, but last week it wasn't full training. So he was sort of back on the grass, moving around. Um, and Deserby said that both he and Lamptey are very close. Um, so that means it, he could indeed play or indeed start this weekend, but it might be might be looking another week or so so we're looking very soon and i've got i've got poro in my team and he's ready to turn into a stupid and i just need that nod from deserby if he says stupid and ready to go then so am i <laughs> uh but if just, not yeah if we could get that nod just before chef united at home game week 12 oh. you know that would be perfect timing for to bring to bring pervis back in well i think any of them i mean it's everton next for, for brighton and then sheffield united then nottingham forest I mean, that's, I'll, I'll have any of them. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But yeah, very, so very keen there. But yeah, like you, I've also got my mind, my my um, eye on Simakas and 
Um, and I could definitely, I could possibly make that move. Unsurprisingly, thinking of similar lines as you, I'm thinking of making a Simicast move as well. So cheap, and there's there's options in every everyone's team um, has got a player that they can turn into that sort of player. Um, yeah, Simicast uh, yeah, is just a bit of a bit of a no brainer. You know, back to back clean sheets. I think five of the next six yeah. have clean sheet potential. Uh, you know, four point five taking yeah. corners. Just a just a gift from the game at the moment. Yeah, and um, you're lucky having Johnson already. Uh, I've got Anderson in my team. Anderson, another one for your. Um, I'm not sure if he's in your. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of debate about Anderson recently. Um, we've been looking for new defenders. A few people said mm. Anderson should be allowed mm. because it is S E N, but uh, I think it does mean son. So yeah, maybe and- maybe we'll make an exception for Anderson soon. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think that's I think that's fine. It's just a different way of spelling son. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's have a look at your game week eleven side and and your uh, potential plans. So, if you want to, for the benefit of our podcast listeners, um, go through your, your side. Yeah, so the bus team is Johnston and Gold, Trippier, Gabriel, and Matty Cash. Midfield of Gordon, Madison, Salah, Jared Bowen, Alvarez, Captain Haaland, and Ollie Watkins. And then don't look at the bench: Turner, Gusto, Bayer, and the Camba. Marvellous is on the bench, but it certainly is not a marvellous bench. So one free transfer. Yeah. My first thought is always, can I bank? And I think I probably can. Maybe not ideal with Newcastle playing Arsenal this week, but that just happens sometimes. You know, I've got Gordon up against Gabriel if he plays, which I think he will play. Trippier, not a great fixture, but capable of points and bonus points in any game. And apart from that, I think the team looks very healthy. Um, and again, that's... I'm saying the team looks very healthy, so why am I even considering a wild card? The transfer options, if I did make a move, Shimakas, I don't have any cash in the bank. So if I did want to get Shimakas, it would be for Gabriel. And I'm not so sure I want to do that because I do still feel Gabriel could be a long-term pick uh, with good fixtures on the horizon. So I think rather than Gabriel to Shimakas, maybe banking the transfer for some flexibility, Mm -hmm. game week 12 to maybe do a bit of a shake-up with midfield positions, maybe even a switch to a Mm -hmm. 3-5-2. And elsewhere, the crazy one, which I probably won't do, which I alluded to earlier, would be something like a minus four for a bit of a team restructure in terms of cash. So taking somebody out of of defence and into midfield, Trippier to Shimakas. And then Mm -hmm. if I'm not feeling too keen about Gordon, it would be an Mbumo or a Diaby or a Matoma of, of that sort. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is that is on my mind. Feels it would feel odd to sell two Newcastle players when they're you know such a good team. But if you're ever going to do it, it's probably before Arsenal, and yeah. they've got a couple of other difficult fixtures as well. But um, yeah, it's it's probably going to take a lot for me to do that minus four. But we'll we'll talk about my orders later, and and one yeah. of them does involve the six point five million spot. So uh, okay. yeah, that's where I'm at. So, a couple of different options. So j- just remind me, who have you got? Um um, have you got any money in the bank at all for this? No, let me double check. I have zero point zero. Ah, right, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I was going to say an obvious move if you've got a tiny, a tiny bit of money, like half a million or so, would be that Gusto or Bayo yeah. up to Simica. That would be the move. But yes, that half a million or so is is lacking. Uh, I mean, the, and then the ultimate boring move would be something like uh, Gusto or Bayer to uh, Branthway to Charlie Taylor or, or Lascelles, but uh, I'm certainly not going to use no. my free transfer and something like, like that. I'd much prefer to have the have the two frees the week after. No, Charlie Taylor's first goal in eight years. <laughs> so that's not going to... Well, you've got to wait another eight years, perhaps. Yes, 
him him scoring one a goal in, once every eight years is, is certainly not sustainable. So I've I've definitely missed that. Definitely missed that. A couple of years before he gets another one. Okay. So yeah, um, rest of the side then. Um, you, you're happy with that? You got Gordon and your midfield. Um, I mean, you got Gordon, Madison, Salah, and Bowen in a midfield. That's a lovely. That's a that's a really nice midfield actually. Yeah. Do you know what you say? It's a really nice midfield, but you know, coming off the back of a of a bad game week, it mm. doesn't feel like a good one because Gordon and Bowen blanked, and then yeah. it's it's that's it's the it's the it's the story of this season. There's always going to be players you have that deliver, and in the weeks where yours don't, it really hurts. And then the temptation is to go chasing, and then the week after it could easily be Gordon and Bowen who get the points this game week. So. um yeah, you know, last week wasn't good with likes of Diaby and, 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 and Bumo and those guys delivering, but I've still got a lot of faith in Bowen. Uh, I think it was four shots in the box at the weekend. Gordon, he's just a great enabler at his price. Yes, I would probably rather have a you know six point five midfielder in there, but then you'd have to lose Trippier, who's been who's been very good to me. So, uh, but yeah, certainly happy with you know Salah, Madison, Alvarez, Haaland, Watkins, Matty Cash, and Johnston. So the core of the yeah. team is is pretty secure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, Avara, I mean, looking at the front lines, well, Alvarez and Haaland, with Haaland, your captain this week, um, uh, both against Bournemouth at home. I mean, that's that's tasty. <laughs> and then supplemented by Watkins away to Nottingham Forest, still a good fixture, still a really good fixture. And there's a lot, a lot of stars in your team. One, two, three, four, five stars. So half your starting 11 are the the form players, the best players so far first 10 game weeks yeah uh, Alvarez and Haaland does feel good against Bournemouth mm. the and again it's another reason why I didn't wildcard because if I did activate you're probably going to lose Alvarez um, mm. I would either move to 3-5-2 or possibly go for a cheaper forward than Alvarez maybe to enable some other mm. things so feels completely wrong to sell Alvarez before Bournemouth you know that that has potential to be his his best scoring game week of the season yeah. so um I'm, I'm certainly not gonna not gonna remove him and even if I did wild card maybe you just keep the same front three so again another reason why why there's probably no reason to do so yeah definitely I know some people who've maybe got um space in midfield um maybe they've got a, a midfielder they're not happy with and they've got around seven, seven and a half million. I know they are, people are starting to look at players like Doku or Foden as a sort of a one week or short term punt because that fi- this fixture against Bournemouth is so good. Um, one one um, figure we put out on, um, on the goals imminent video. No, it was on a team reveal video um, we did uh, with, with, with uh, Tom and um, it was the Harlan, the Bournemouth away, their expected goals conceded on average is 2.6 goals. So that's every match they're conceding nearly three goals away so far this season. Small sample so far, but so far. Meanwhile, Luton, who's your, uh, sorry, Salah, who's your vice captain, who plays Luton, their expected goals conceded at home is actually 1.2. So expected to concede one. So they're expected to lose, expected to concede, but... Bournemouth are expected to get absolutely whipped. <laughs> um, yeah. So that presumably justifies your Haaland decision. Yeah, it's good to get some confirmation bias on that. Um, I'm always going to go the home fixture with Haaland anyway, I think, over, over Salah this game week. it's I actually went into the season with an auto-captain Haaland strategy for the long term. And, and last week was the first time I didn't do it. And of course, he, he punishes me with a, with a big haul against Manchester United. So it's good to hear that Bournemouth expected goals conceded figure. And also... You know, Manchester City putting up four XG against Manchester United. Mm. It, it has to be, I think it has to be Captain Haaland this weekend. I think anything else is overthinking it. Um, you know, good luck to those who don't have him this week. Um, you've probably got a 
you know, stick to your strategy if that's what it was. But uh, this is the one you, you knew you weren't looking forward to. That's the one in game week eleven. So um, obviously, those managers need a bit, a bit more thought on 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 captaincy. It probably is Salah. If you don't if you don't have Haaland, then you do have Salah. I think that's probably where I go. I know it's tempting maybe to captain an Alvarez against Bournemouth, but I think I'll go for the old reliable Salah against Luton. I think. Um, as ever, the live chat is full of very learned FPL managers who are giving us um, giving us some very good advice. Um, welcome to Andy, Jonathan, uh, Delia, uh, Anami and, uh, and Arachne8, uh, um, who have joined us as well, amongst many others that have joined us in the live chat. Welcome. Um, we usually, uh, you and David usually record this one, so it's quite nice to have a live stream, live interaction as we're going. Um, a very good point has been made um, by um, Arachne um, about saying, almost all of Luton's goals come from the right side that Salah dominates. So um, ha- Haaland appears on paper, and especially with Bournemouth amount they're conceding, uh, the, the best fixture to target for the captaincy. However, those without Haaland, and there will be a number of you out there w- without Haaland, Salah is a very, very good captaincy pick this week, and especially um, what that, that great point that Arachne makes there, that if they do concede... Salah could be the one to dominate. So are you, are you tempted in any way? I know you're tempted in any way to switch to Salah. Zero, zero temptation. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely part of, because I captained Haaland in every game week and I planned to do it and then I went away from it last week. It's it's very much, right, I'm sorry, Erling. I should have captained you against Manchester United. I'm going straight back there. But it's I've been kind of eyeing up this Bournemouth fixture for a few weeks uh, as the captaincy. And I, I won't, I'm not even going to do any comparisons. I'm just mm-hmm. going to, Stick to the initial plan and just do it. Um, I think Arachne in the chat probably seen the same graphic that yeah. was going around Twitter this week about the the, the Luton chat goals conceded, mm. and it's certainly primed for for points for Salah. But I'm just going to back back Haaland to outscore him. Hopefully Salah does the business as well. But yeah, uh, yeah, zero zero consideration for me on yeah. on switching it. Yeah, same same for me. I'm just happy to own both. Um, and uh, I do think Haaland will get more, but Salah is a great pick as well. Delia in the chat is saying that uh, Salah, uh, captain, surely can cover Haaland um, as captain. They're both great picks this week. Yes, indeed, they are both great picks. So, I mean, I, I do think the Haaland list shouldn't be too too worried this week if they've got Salah. If you've got neither, well, uh, that'd be weird if you've got neither. Um, but if you have got neither, then get one <laughs> and captain yeah. them very quickly. Um, okay. Um, Let's have a look at your orders then, because this we've talked about about Haaland, um, and I understand this could be your first order then around Haaland. So what's what is this order for this week? Yeah, we've we probably kind of covered it already, but order one's quite a, a straightforward one. It's just it's Captain Haaland. I know a lot of people uh, probably are debating Haaland versus Salah this week, but we've a lot of the stuff we've just covered there. We just mentioned to me, to me everything does point towards Erling Haaland for for the armband this weekend. The performance of mm-hmm. City last week, I think having you know Grealish and Bernardo Silva and those guys back as well makes a huge difference. We know Rodri's back and ticking along again, um, making things tick. So yeah, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. The I think the best fixture of the weekend for the captaincy candidates is Bournemouth at home, and you alluded to that. You know, expected goals conceded figure. So. Yeah, order one. Don't overthink it. Captain Haaland, if you have him this week. And just as a maybe a side note, if you don't have Haaland and you plan to go without him for the long term, FPL is always flexible and you don't have to stick to your plan if you don't want to. Um, and if you think it's worth ripping up the plans and just getting them back, then you're allowed to do that. 
you know, don't don't feel like you need to follow the others who don't have him. If you need a minus four, for example, to get him back in, if you think he's the best captain this week, then you know, don't be afraid to to change course. You know, I think you know, as FPL managers, we change course all the time, and, and it's an important aspect of the game. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many remain without him and how many people kind of change their mind and get him back in. But uh, I I know I think if I if I sold him a couple of weeks ago, um, which I think was viable, maybe just before that Arsenal game. And if I if I was at this point, I would be very very fearful. And the kind of manager I am, pretty safe. I'd probably just be getting them back in. But uh, again, just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm total total agreement with um, having Haaland. I think it never entered my mind when I wildcarded to go without him because um, the way the pricing is, even though it is quite tight, you can still get loads of really good players. There's still lots of excellent. Um, good value players to get into the game so you can easily have Salah and Haaland um, but c- captaining him every week coming up um, I was looking at the, the fixtures so obviously he's got Bournemouth at home next that's great then Chelsea away so it's kind of could captain him but there might be better options so for example game week 12 Ars- Arsenal or indeed Saka faces Burnley um, there so that could be quite good I even think that Bowen against Nottingham Forest could be a quite cheeky uh, uh, captaincy in game week 12. But I do think Saka is definitely in consideration to be the captain um, there. Matoma against Sheffield United um, is also very intriguing. Um, But then you look at, say, game week 13. And once again, Man City, they're playing Liverpool. So suddenly that sort of counts Liverpool, Saka, sorry, Salah and Haaland out of it. So you're starting to look around in game week 13. And it's a really tricky week, game week 13, for the captaincy. I mean, you might I might end up just doing Haaland because I can't find another one really because some of the best the teams with the best fixtures Sheffield United who are playing Bournemouth and um, uh, Crystal Palace against Luton it doesn't film with captaincy so what's your sort of captaincy plan I know you you love Haaland as a captain but are you are you really going to captain him against some of the tougher teams against Liverpool game week thirteen Chelsea Tottenham against game week fourteen. So again, you know, speaking about things being flexible, I kind of readjusted my plans. It was the week where where I captained I captained Haaland against Arsenal mm. when I could have when I could have captained Son against Luton, and it didn't it didn't hurt me that week. But when I reflected on it, I thought I'm a I'm a fixtures manager, so why why did I not captain Son? And, mm. and I felt lucky that it didn't hurt me that week, and that kind of changed my thinking. I think it would be silly just to have an auto-captain Haaland approach for 38 game weeks because fixtures are very, very important. So I I used to always have a make a captaincy matrix. You know, I'd make it for the next five or six weeks. I would update it okay. kind of every week or two. And I I haven't made one really since no. Haaland joined the league and, and, and started ripping it up because most weeks it's, right, Captain Haaland or a player with a better fixture. So I think this week's fine. I'll captain him against Bournemouth. But then when it gets to game week 12, I think I'm going to fire up my old Word document, mm. uh, Google document with my captaincy matrix. I'm going to start making one again because there is some tricky fixtures in there for Haaland. Yeah. And I think it's important to know who the other options are. And that can really help with um, you know your transfer plans. If you feel like a Saka, for example, will be captained in two of four game weeks or something like that then you want to prioritize getting them in so yeah captain matrix is going to be back on the menu for me i think after this week yeah so i mean yeah i mean my my early thoughts of, of, of a captaincy matrix was game week 12 is is exactly that with with saka against burnley just looks like a better bet um 
than than Haaland um, against Chelsea. And then yeah, game week thirteen is the tricky one. So your matrix is going to be going to be steaming <laughs> with pencil marks in it, um, trying to work out who to captain there because it is really tricky. Um, and I mean, I mean, looking, I'm looking down the list now. Brighton against Sheffield United. No, sorry, Brighton against Nottingham Forest. Um, and then I guess maybe so. Who are Arsenal playing? Arsenal playing Brentford. So that still doesn't fill me with captaincy hope. So that's going to be a tricky one. So um, David will be doing that show with you. <laughs> so you can you can hammer that one out then for game week thirteen. Maybe that's going to be a long show trying to figure out the armband <laughs> that week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that could be a week to bring back the captaincy video, um, which we haven't had to use for a year or so uh, because of Harlem. But when these these weeks come up, come along where especially when Man City and Liverpool play each other um, game week 14 as well with um, Man City um, playing Tottenham, um, that suddenly puts maybe Mbomo. No, sorry. Yeah, Mbomo uh, from Brentford plays Luton. So that is that could be a good um, a good one to go for. Um but yeah, so there's there's going to be a lot of risks taken with the captaincy, I think, over the next six game weeks. And that could define this little period um, of, of the season with these sort of unusual captaincy picks. So it could be those that us, that, like us, who just think, oh, I'll just go for Salah or just go for Haaland. We could do well. Might not, though. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good to see uh, those couple of game weeks are going to be interesting because there'll be a, quite a, hopefully a nice spread of captains. That game week 13 when it is City against Liverpool it doesn't help that it's the early kickoff as well straight away that puts a lot of people off given the armband you don't, you don't want your weekend ruined by by half past two on a Saturday afternoon so uh, yeah captaincy very very important for the next few weeks so so make sure you are kind of keeping an eye on that and which players you need to bring in for it yeah um, oh just note obviously Liverpool play Fulham in game week 14 so that Salah game week 14 would be the ideal captaincy so that, that could be an easy an easy week for your matrix but yeah game week 13 that's going to be that's going to be like one of the, the memes of the, the people looking at the all the uh, the augmented reality um, uh, uh, algorithms and figures coming at you. Um, I'm sure uh, it'll certainly be uh, I'm sure it'll be unlucky for some. Give me yeah. thirteen with a with a captaincy that week. Definitely okay. And your second order of the week, what's that? Yes, order number two is have at least one midfielder priced around six point five million for the long term. This is kind of a team structure order. And it's something I haven't had at all. I I remember back in game week one uh, when I was speaking to you, I had a Matoma draft and I basically couldn't decide whether I wanted Mbumo, Matoma or I think Diaby probably was in the conversation at the time as well. And in the end, because I couldn't decide which one I wanted, I avoided them altogether. And I went, I think I went cheaper possibly in that position and then a bit more in defence and attack and I still haven't got there to that price point, and it's a price point I feel like is missing from my squad. You know, Bumo and Diaby did well last week. There's going to be weeks where Matoma does well, and I'm kind of snookered now, 0.0 in the bank. Anthony Gordon, it's quite hard to get to those guys from there. So I think just as an overall strategy, we have some really good, you know, 6.6, 6.7 guys now. Diaby might be 6.8 at this stage, but even at that price, these guys are some of the best value picks in the game. And I think it's important to leave yourself a door open that you can at least get to them, which I don't currently have. And that's why there's temptation for me to to lose Trippier, to give myself the that price point in midfield, whether it's Bumo or Diaby short term or, or maybe Matoma and you know, and maybe just jump around them for the yeah. for the whole season. 
Um, even someone like a Sabos life or slightly more could emerge as a, as a good FPL pick. He's certainly shown signs recently that he could become part of the conversation. But um, yeah, I feel like it's it's something that's kind of glaringly missing from my squad is that price point in midfield. And, and I'm, I'm like you, I'm all about price points. Mm. And I don't like that I'm, I'm lacking a little bit of flexibility at the moment because of that. So yeah, if people like me don't have that price point in your team, I think it's probably a good idea, idea to try and try and sit up over the next few weeks to get there. Well, I think, I mean, you say you don't, but let's go back to your team. I'd, I'd say you do. Because, <laughs> yeah, Bowen, because you've got this, a very similar setup to me. I mean, instead of Gordon, I've got a Dingra, but I, and instead of Madison, I have Son. That's the basic main difference. But I've got Bowen. And Bowen, for me, when I got him in, I did eye him up in kind of a player I like, a player I want, a player I'm happy to keep, but also a player I'm happy to ditch. <laughs> um and also because he's seven, I don't know what his price is now. It's definitely over 7 million, but it's 7.2 or something, something like that. Um, um, you can easily move down to a Matoma game week 12 against Sheffield United. I know Bowen plays Nottingham Forest at home, so that's perhaps not the ideal move, but you can make that move. Game week 14, you can easily move Bowen down um, to Mbomo. And if you want DRB, even though his fixtures do, do stiffen after the next couple, you can easily do that, so I do think you do have that price point there. Good, um, good suggestion. I've I've been clicking buttons there. Just as soon as you said that, I started clicking buttons, mm. and I spoke about a possible if I want to restructure Trippier, mm. Gordon out for six point five midfielder and Shimakas another route. Yeah. If I'm willing to ditch Bowen and mm. keep Gordon, Bowen goes to someone like a Diaby, and yeah. then instead of selling Trippier, Bayer or Gusto goes to Shimakas. Yeah, yeah, that's easily done. Yeah, I mean, that's where the... Because the money's there. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, money's tight. And especially those who haven't wildcarded might miss out on a lot of price rises. But I do think there's a lot of money there. And while you've got the likes of Adingra, Gordon, and you've got Simakas, you know, Liverpool defender for four point, whatever he is now, 4.6. Um, you know, these are really good, cheap prices. And you can easily, easily get that, um, you know, Bowen... You know, to um, one of those six point fives is is very doable. But yeah, for those, I mean, it, it, the point remains: it, you're you're completely right. It's a pivotal price point in midfield because these players are performing like, you know, nine million or so. And Bomo, if and Bomo was the penalty taking striker stroke winger for um, Arsenal, then he'd be eight point five. But. Yeah, that's the way we've got to think about it. The again, just on this, there's a player we haven't mentioned at all in this video who I think could be in every FPL team in three or four game weeks' time. Cole Palmer at Chelsea. Yeah. So, if I if I'm willing to lose Bowen, and if Bowen becomes my Diaby slash Matoma slash Imbumo position, Gordon can then eventually, if it doesn't work out, become go, uh, Cole Palmer if he continues to impress and when the fixtures improve. So, yeah, there's um. No, I'm glad I spoke to you today because it's kind of opened my eyes to a couple of other, uh, you know, alternative routes that I hadn't thought of just yet. So, uh, again, a good example of why FPL content and speaking to other managers is always a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Because you've got Gordon, um, it's 5.6 as well. Gordon down to, I mean, essentially he's in the Cole Palmer spot. Um, I mean, I my my team, I've got a Dingra there. And one of the reasons I got a Dingra in was because... Um, Brighton's fixtures are pretty good up to game week 16 and around game week 16 is when Chelsea's fixtures become good and that's just an easy move um and as long as uh, you know there might be some price there's very 
It's very unlikely there will be price changes, in fact, for Cole Palmer because the fixtures for Chelsea are so poor. They've got Tottenham, City, Newcastle. That's just the next three. Then they've got Brighton, then Manchester United and Everton. And out of those two, the last two, Everton's arguably the tougher than the Manchester United one at the moment on current form. So, yeah, Gordon to... So looking at the fixtures, Newcastle... Um, yeah, they play Tottenham in game week 16 um, when Chelsea's fixtures improve. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, again, all of this is telling me that I would like to get two, I would like to have two frees in game week, in game week 12 because yeah. I can do a lot of this a lot more easily with two mm-hmm. frees and even, you know, three moves for minus four. Then I'm back to being really happy with my team again, like I was last week, and the wild card is still available. So, uh, okay. yeah, no, this has been a, a good, healthy discussion. Good stuff. And what is your third order of the week? Third order, let me let me get my phone here. Order number three, Gabriel owners. Mm. The order is, it's. I think it's better to bank a transfer rather than sell them. I know there's rage involved here, if you're like me, and you've had them all season. You've taken all the price drops. You've taken all the Saliba points that you don't have. Gabriel was just starting to look like a really good pick, and I still think he is a good pick. Mm. This was, I agree with most, that this was a rest in terms of minutes. I think it was 14 straight appearances for club and country um, before he was benched against Sheffield United. Odegaard got a rest as well, although Odegaard might actually have a niggle, uh, whereas Gabriel, there's been no mention of anything. So Gabriel, if you have him this week, a lot of people would have been benching him anyway because of the fixture against Newcastle. So if you've got a decent defender on your bench, I think you you probably do bench Gabriel this week. You play whatever defender that is with a better fixture. If you're in my scenario and you don't have any defenders on your bench, you probably just play him against Newcastle and you never know. That could be a nil-nil. Arsenal could win it to nil. We just you never know. It's it's not a big deal. Even if Gabriel scores two points this week, long term, I still think he's going to be a good play. And I value having two frees, you know, much higher than yeah. than selling Gabriel. There's some temptation for me to go Gabriel to Shimakis, but then it's do I want Shimakis or do I want two frees? And if I think Gabriel's still a good option, the manager I am, I'm probably always going to fall on the side of having having two frees next week because of all the stuff I just mentioned. I'm not completely happy with my squad setup, so I want as much flexibility in future as possible. And what that says to me as well, maybe it's another red arrow this week, or you know, a low expectation game week. And I never mind that. If I bank a transfer, when I know other managers are, are maybe making a you know a good transfer that's going to you know bank them some points, I don't mind that. If it's some short term pain for two free transfers for a restructure, you know, hopefully you know three or four green arrows will follow then after that. Yeah, no, I mean I, I totally agree about that. Rest, even though I've been burnt by Gabriel as a game week one owner, um, and seeing him benched week after week <laughs> but yeah th- this is now I mean th- he pretty much said they totted up all the minutes including internationals and Odegaard is out so if if by if if your rationale for of Gabriel losing his place um holds true then Odegaard has also lost his place and that has not happened <laughs> so they've been rested for four minutes they will both be back um but yeah yeah if I owned Gabriel now I, w- I would bench him and play someone else um, and that's why these other defenders we were talking about, like, for example, the Crystal Palace defenders, um, they're really handy for this week because this week they face Burnley. Um, so you, if you've got Gabriel and you've got one of those, you know, gay he or Anderson on the bench, move them on in. Um, but yeah, now I would definitely keep Gabriel as well. 
Um, and I don't, I don't really mind um, uh, the fact that he's got Newcastle because I remember previous years I've played good, def- good defenders in good teams, just good defenders in good teams, no matter who they play. And I've, I remember playing um, John Terry of Chelsea, but if he was playing, I remember, I remember getting a haul from him at Man City. I remember getting a haul from Koscielny for Arsenal against Man City as well. Um, and so, you know, if they can just pop up with a goal, even if they concede, you're getting those eight points and they're on the bench for so many people as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not a big issue to me just, just playing Gabriel. And Trippier's probably in the same boat, but obviously he's got a lot more attacking potential. I'm just thinking as well, a lot of wildcarders are probably in the scenario who went for Gabriel. They've also got Charlie Taylor and Branthwaite. I'm wondering, do those managers play a Charlie Taylor against Palace? Do they play a Branthwaite against Brighton? You probably don't play Branthwaite against Brighton, but I think a big question this week will be... Uh, could be the million dollar question in FPL this week. Do I play Charlie Taylor against Palace or do I start Gabriel <laughs> against Newcastle? So, uh, but at least those managers have the option of yeah. uh, of a bench pick when I don't. Yeah, definitely. I mean, th- those bench players, that's what you're there for. They're there to come in for the odd game and to get you, get you perhaps two points, you know, as a sub to come in. So to boost the rank a little bit. Um, What's the chances Charlie Taylor gets back-to-back goals? Oh, that would be incredible. The first, uh, the lightning striking twice, that would be. Um um, want to want to once again thank those who are joining us in the live chat. We're talking about you know it's good good to talk as FPL managers to get sort of formulate our plans. But we're getting lots of really good advice in the in the live chat as well. So going back to that point we had about um, the importance of say Cole Palmer as an option. So Lewis Lewis has mentioned that Nkunku reminding us is coming back and could heavily affect how Chelsea use Palmer because basically Palmer and Nkunku played that same role that sort of attacking number ten role will Nkunku play up top will he play a number nine role or withdrawn nine role will, will Palmer have to go out on and wide and will he compete with minutes for Mudrick and Sterling um could he get um could he get bench some matches I mean you, you would look at his performances so far and he looks good he looks great um but yes it's 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 a good point but that's why it's so handy at the moment Chelsea's fixtures are total pants <laughs> until about game week 16 so we've got that chance to to look at it so i guess that's one of the things you'll be looking at with with palmer for example is uh how chelsea are going to be set up when Nkunku's back yeah really good point on Nkunku. i just had a look as well 7.3 million forward is Nkunku, so he'll be another one to throw into the mix when he's yeah. back as well in, in our front lines but um yeah perfect storm uh palmer's looking good but the fixtures aren't so good We've got a bit of time. I think mm. the most recent thing I've seen about Nkunku was, you know, he might be back after the international break. So we've got time to assess that. Um, like you say, at the moment, Palmer's been brilliant. I think no matter who's fit, Palmer plays. But we know things can change quickly in FPL. So I think someone like me, it doesn't really make sense to go Gordon to Palmer now when Gordon's got zero rotation risk at the moment. Mm. And, and Palmer, we're still just trying to figure out if he's going to be the play long term. OK. Um, so we talked about you. you- you're obviously going to save your wildcard this week. There's no need to use it. And you've also got plans in mind the next few game weeks to tidy up your team a bit. But essentially, it's it's already starting to look like game week eight and game week 10 wildcards. Um, and so it's moving there. But so what, what is the plan to, when you will actually use your wildcard? When do you envisage using it? I've always had this thing in FPL in the last few years where I would love to do a season where I don't use one of them just to be the, the mm-hmm. first FPL content creator never to use a wild card. But that's obviously an unrealistic goal, especially when you look at my bench at the moment. So the plan has kind of been, it's always just been a kind of a loose plan that it would be a later one. 
Um, I, I I kept an open mind all the way up until game week ten, and I was I was I was close a couple of times game week eight, game week ten. But I just felt the squad was fine. Uh, the only hit I took at one point was to get I think it was Cash Bowen and someone else in just kind of to get a little bit closer to those yeah. wildcard teams, which allowed me to keep it. So it's probably going to be again for the unknown if something crops up. The last game week I think we can play it is going into game week twenty. So yeah. just before the game week twenty deadline. So. Who knows, December time, that is when, if there's ever going to be chaos with weather and, and all sorts of stuff and COVID and all that kind of stuff, hopefully not. But it's nice to have it just in case something goes wrong. We never know, especially the state of the world at the moment. We don't know what could happen. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to be quite late mm. uh, unless it gets to a point where there's a couple of injuries or suspensions or whatever. Um, because, I, you know, I don't have Son. I don't have Saka. There's, I don't have a 6.5 midfielder, but I can get there. And I can I could get almost all of them mm. with two frees in game week twelve, and then I'm happy again. Yeah. So hopefully this game week goes okay, not too much damage with the guys I don't own, and then reassess a uh, bit of a restructure, and then probably a late wild card. Yeah, it's a bit a bit of um, chat in the live chat about this. Um, um, so. Uh, a lot of people saying about the the importance of uh, perhaps leaving your wild card. So Dennis and Lewis in the live chat are talking about um, game week uh, eighteen nineteen to be in consideration. Because also in game week eighteen, Man City and Brentford blank, and they are very likely to have a double in game week twenty. Uh, and if not, they will have a double soon after that. Um, and so it, that is almost perfect timing to use it then, because also Salah departs sometime around then. To Afcon, so suddenly you've got all of Salah's money to use. You've got to deal with no Haaland in one week, and then the prospect of a double game week for Haaland and Man City. So obviously Alvarez would be an option again, and Mbomo as well. You want, but you but he blanks in game week eighteen. So this is a really important pivotal time. Um, I I use my wild card because I also realise that that pivotal time happens around Boxing Day and <laughs> Christmas, and I'm ju- I'm just not going to be doing the wild card then. <laughs> That's just not going to be what I'm going to be doing. But if you are, if you are okay with a bit of Christmas tipple and making those decisions, it, you're in a great position to um, to do that. Yeah, do you know what? I'm just thinking it might have to be a, a sensible Christmas for me this year with the, with the booze. If I if I am going to have to deploy a wild card at some point during the during the festivities, but I've done that before. I, I remember actually, I remember having a big New Year's Eve at one point, a big night, late night, and then waking up a quarter to quarter to eleven, and the deadline in those days was half past eleven. I had forty five minutes. I was seeing two phones in my hand, even though I only had one. And I played a wild card with 45 minutes to go. Uh, wow. I don't know how it went. Probably not well. <laughs> Certainly not advisable. But um, yeah, it's it's actually quite nice yeah. around Christmas time, treating yourself to some some new players uh, around the festive yeah. time of year. So yeah, it's looking it's looking that way. And again, it's a it's a it's a key point you made about Brentford and mm-hmm. Manchester City. It just makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. And again, we'll have a lot more information by then, and it'll just be easier to kind of flip over to new new players that that none of us have at the moment that we all want. Yeah. Um, once again, Lewis is full of full of advice in this live chat. Um, he's pointing out that for those like me who've had used a wild card, there is also the possibility of using a free hit. Stock up on Brentford and, and City players ahead of game week 18. Free hit um, and get 
other players in because they're going to blank then. And then you can get that. They'll just suddenly reappear magically into your team again in game week 19. So that is another option there. Um, or just sort of navigating with um, uh, having a good bench, basically, is another another way. Doing my it. Uh, my brain is not ready for chip talk at the no. on the 1st of November. We. No. We have that all ahead of us, but thankfully yes. it won't be won't be as crazy as last season. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, so yeah, in a lucky position, that's um, a problem for another day. Um, okay, so we've got game week eleven to deal with there. Good luck with your transfer decisions. Good luck to everyone else who's joined us in the live chat uh, and those listening and watching. Um, just a reminder um, that um, uh, that uh, we are um, uh, that. Sorry, something just popped up on my screen to alert me to something. I'm not even sure what it is. Um, just a reminder to everyone um, that we've got loads and loads of videos and podcasts all through the week as well, culminating in um, team news. And we've got deadline day um, videos and streams as well. So do have a look at that um, as well. But thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Mark, uh, David will be back with you next week, uh, all being well with his computer. And uh, so take care. So, yeah, good luck and see you soon. Best of luck, everyone.